Hi, and welcome back to the Odd Gaming Podcast. The podcast where two best friends talk about everything from gaming topics to whatever our conversations take us over to. As always, I'm Stuart. I'm joined by the, I've got a new word this time, distinguished. Ooh, yes. Eduardo. Distinguished. I'm all about that. If only, I need to get you like my that one? To be distinguished. Yeah, that was uh that was looking up a thesaurus Ooh. for other words besides illustrious. You're a distinguished gentleman. I know, distinguished. It's, it's got a little class to it. I like it. I feel like it's I not as good as illustrious, but it's it's got a little yeah. ring. Yeah, no, I feel like I should be wearing a top hat and have a monocle. Yeah, there's there's like a slight mystery to you with the word yes. illustrious. Oh uh, yeah, illustrious. You know. Yeah, I'm all about it. Mm. Like, what's really behind that monocle? Mystery. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what happens when you're uh, you're distinguished. I know. That's, but that's... anyways, distinguished Ed, how's it going? It's a. Uh, it's going really good. I've just been. I haven't really got to play video games too much this week. I've just been busy mm-hmm. with work. You know, adulting. It's, it's great. It's yeah, the worst. It is, but it's the only way I can uh, afford to, you know, do what I want to do, which is buy Truth. a bunch of video games and random crap that I think is mm-hmm. awesome. So, you know, got to do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. Sacrifices have to be made. But other than that, um, haven't got to play much video games. So that hopefully maybe next week I'll, or this weekend, I'll try and play some more video games. We'll see. But other than that, it's been good. It's been a good week. Like I said, it's just been busy. So. Yeah. What about uh, you? You do anything exciting? Man, unfortunately not. You know, a lot of work and uh, definitely looking at some games. Played a little bit, but not too much. That's what the weekend's going to be for. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully dive into a couple games and have a little fun with that. But other than that, just, you know, the good old working life. It's great. It's great. Some days, at least, you know, yeah, you can't know. argue. At least, you know, we're, we're blessed with what we have and... uh you know, I take one day at a time. That's it. Yeah, that's all you can do. One day at a time. That's but it. Okay. But... One day we will be making so much money that we won't have to work and we can just do this and nothing else and just play video games and buy you know stuff. What? Or not. Exactly. That's the dream, right? Yeah. That's the dream. That's what everyone's dream is. Just to yeah. sit around playing video games all day. Yeah. That's all I want to do. So it'll happen. Yeah. Just gotta... yeah, yeah, exactly. If you put your mind to anything, yeah. you too can pl- be lazy and yeah. play video games As all Disney day. Disney says, when you wish upon a star. Exactly. So I mean, just... I don't know if that's what they meant by it. but uh, I have no idea. But, no, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Or I think you can win the lottery. I don't know if it still is. But yesterday, my mom called me and I think it was up to like a billion dollars or something. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought it hit. If it wasn't, it's really close to it. Yeah. It's crazy. I- I would definitely take the one time payout and be done with it. And mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of money and I would not have to work. Yeah, that's yeah, that's life changing. You're never working a day in your life again. Yep. And but, anyone in your family for the next three generations plus doesn't even have to work again. Yeah, man. It's uh, crazy. But, it you know, the dreams of the the, uh, the game rooms we'd have with oh, yeah. dollars. But. But it would help if I bought a lottery ticket. That's the only way I'm going to win. Yeah, that usually helps. Yeah, it helps. But, you know, I forget. <laughs> and so but I know we didn't play a lot of games this week. But any any cool gaming things, any cool news you've seen, any games coming out that you're looking forward to? Uh, Games coming out? 
Uh, obviously still Starfield, but one thing that you showed me yesterday that I'm excited about and looks really cool is the new PlayStation 5 for Spider-Man 2. Looks amazing. Beautiful. Um, Uh And what I like about it, and that's the coolest thing with the PS5, is they're going to have a limited edition controller, which looks amazing. Oh, that controller looks beautiful. Awesome. And they're going to have a console with it, with the digital download packed in and all that. But you can also just buy the faceplate for it as well. And that faceplate is also beautiful and gorgeous. They've got like the Spider-Man red, but they have like the symbiote black from Venom, just kind of like coating everything. Oh, it's beautiful. It looks so amazing. And I love the fact that they're selling it separate with the controller and with the uh, exchangeable panels and not just forcing you to buy a new console. Which That's I awesome. love the special edition consoles, but you know, four, five, six hundred dollars. That's a lot for a yeah. console that I might play, I might not, it might just sit on the shelf. But having the swappable panels is a game changer. Oh yeah. That's that's awesome. Do you know if you're gonna pre order it or anything? I mean, it's a possibility, maybe, but yeah, definitely definitely yeah. pre ordering. Oh yeah, you got yeah. to. I've already pre-ordered the collector's edition. We talked about that, I think, in a few so podcasts. Might as well pre-order so everything good. else and just get all yeah. of it. I mean, I did that with God of War. I got the controller and I got yeah. the the uh, the collector's edition and all that. So yeah, you know, I'm just might saying, if you're well. gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all in. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the only way to do it, right? It is the only way to do it. I, I don't know any other way. It's just. Either you're all in, yeah. You're either all in or you're not all in. So uh, that's what it comes down to. So I guess I'm getting it. I guess you're peer pressuring me into it. Yes, that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Don't don't peer pressure your friends. It's bad. But except when it comes to video games, definitely peer pressure. Yeah. Every time you ask me, should I get this? Um, you know, I'm gonna tell you, yes, you should definitely get it. And by yeah. Yeah, Ed would not make a good uh, accountant for myself. Oh, no, I would not, because I'd be like, yes, you should spend yeah. this. Like, I shouldn't buy this collector's edition. He's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You should. Okay, I already hit pay. Good. <laughs> He's like, good. Good. Like, oh, thanks for spending my money. You're welcome. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you need any counseling or anything with your finances, um, Please contact me. I will gladly help you. Um, and by that, I'd probably financially ruin you. But you'll have some cool stuff, but you might not have a house. Hey, you know what? If you want someone to you know, be, be the wingman to say you need to buy that collector's edition, or if you're a big Whole Foods person and you want to go there and get some nice stuff, mm-hmm. and you want to spend $100 on two items, Ed's your guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he finds the bougiest items at any of those boutique supermarkets, and I don't know how he does it, but every time he goes in there, I'm going in for a drink. It's a $100 bill. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> My wife tries to limit me, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. You know, um, like people have a problem and they like black out. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what happened. That That's Ed in a... Uh, in like a Whole Foods or any other fancy grocery store. It's definitely true. Yesterday I was at a, I was at Central Market and I accidentally spent about a hundred and ten dollars and accidentally spent one hundred and ten dollars. I got on. got two different cheeses. Um, gotta get the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Why does it not surprise me? Yeah. But hey, it's it's for a good cause. It's for my wife's birthday. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what I'm, yeah. I'm gonna try to recreate. I don't know if anyone here has had velvet taco, which I know you have. If mm. if you're familiar with velvet taco, you know that they make awesome tacos and awesome tater tots that has like a avocado cream sauce, herbed goat cheese. Uh, and I think the tots are like coated in a chili butter. And I don't know with if I did fried egg with a runny yolk over it. I'm going to try to recreate that tomorrow. We'll see if it comes out well, I will let you know. Um, and if it doesn't come out well, I'll probably still let you know and tell you that I just ruined it. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey, it's all good. Uh, yeah. See that, that further proves my point, but yeah, I think we just became a food podcast. I think so. I think we've talked about food more than uh, anything else at this point. So, uh, yep, yep. But you know, I, I guess uh, you're our uh, you're our accountant, and uh, you're also our personal chef. Yeah. Hey, your accountant. So, yeah. But it, you know, it, but the whole food thing, it, it works because whenever we before odd was actually a thing, we always joked around that odd was going to be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that was the original, like growing up of the odd name yes because there's gonna be a restaurant name and then it evolved into pretty much anything yeah it's every anything and everything and anything or whatever it is yeah oh, yes. quite versatile yeah but that's why we're odd but i guess but, uh let's see how do we transition from food to video games i don't even know where it where the uh, you know we're, we're pretty well known for our just exquisite yeah. amazing you know yes. professional transitions so, yeah so video games. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. video games. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, uh, yeah, video games with that runny egg and yeah, the, uh, the goat cheese. Egg and the herbed goat cheese. Uh, and the herbed goat cheese. Oh, yeah. Anyways. It's my video game. It is. It's mine, too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways, video games, Ed. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it, it, yeah. it worked. We Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, is video games and any, you know, tangent and sidetrack thing that we get lost on. Yep. It's part of it. It is part of it. It's That's part of the adventure. We're just, you know, trying to trying to get there. We're we're taking some weird paths. We're we're cutting through the brush, and then we end up on the other side, and we're in a highway and getting ran over by a car. So yeah. it's <laughs> that's how this works. I mean that that's yeah, yeah. the podcast in a nutshell. Hopefully, it's a cool car though. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, sad day. Yeah, it was just imagine like the Grand Theft Auto car that's gotten beat to crap oh, and yeah. about to explode. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. has like nothing on it anymore mm-hmm. and they ram you and it's yeah. like it just blows up and you just fly through the air oh yeah oh yeah get hit by another car definitely and then a helicopter chops you apart. yeah and then mm-hmm. your body's still flying and you land in the ocean and definitely yeah. and then it's wasted yeah wasted yeah. And then fatality and then scorpion comes out and rips you in half that that's, is uh that's our podcast that yeah. sounds about right well everyone have a good night thanks for listening <laughs> Uh, thank you enjoy your uh your tots with your egg yolk and yeah. good night yeah good night we're out yeah uh well let's uh i don't i don't know the professional way to transition but uh i, I mean i know comic-con and everything's going on right now so there's a ton of cool things that were announced i just don't remember all of them and we can definitely talk about them on a different one but yeah there's some there's definitely some cool things coming out we've talked about a lot of stuff in the past as well in the last couple podcasts about things we're excited for so Mm -hmm. uh once it gets closer into like the fall time frame with all these games and awesome media start coming out 
we'll definitely start mentioning a lot of the twos. But oh yeah, uh, but video games. I mean, that's something that's been you know pretty prominent in our lives for as much as I can remember. Yeah, I would say so. Yep, yep, yep. But what what would you say to something that you love and enjoy, and I tell you that eighty seven percent of it is unattainable? I would say you are crazy, and then I would bite my thumb at you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, harsh words, harsh words, harsh words. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, you're gonna be biting my thumb because that is a true statistic. Unfortunately, that eighty seven percent of games are are lost. What? They're not. They're not preserved. It's terrible. No. No way. I know. Think of all the amazing gems like Flappy Bird that no longer exist. Flappy Bird. R.I.P. Or the amazing iOS port of Resident Evil 4 Mm -hmm. is delisted and you can no longer get. Gone. Plus other games that are a little bit more, you know. Yeah. More esteemed, I guess. Yeah. But. I know that it's been a huge topic with a lot of people recently, and it's something that we definitely want to talk about and something we've talked about off the podcast quite a bit Mm -hmm. on game preservation and the fact of like how many games are lost to it. And you think on how many games, not just these big triple A's or these big games that came out on, you know, SNES, Genesis, even PS3, PS4, there's games that came out on that consoles and they're stuck on it. And there's no way to get it besides buying a cartridge or disc for an obscene amount of money on the resale market, but there's no way to buy it directly from whoever owns the rights to the game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy to think about because we're in a day and age where a lot of collections, a lot of ports, a lot of remakes, remasters are coming out of games that we really liked. Mm -hmm. I mean, this year alone, we had Metroid prime remastered. We had dead space remastered. uh, We had the resident evil four remake. So, we're getting all these amazing games, but there's still so many other games that are out there that weren't maybe were really, really good and just haven't gotten ported over to another console or remade or remastered or games that were just gotten forgotten, mm-hmm. forgotten about. But it was just crazy. And we kind of wanted to, to take the time on the podcast to talk about, you know, some games that we've thought about that either we played in the past or thought about in the past or even just kind of came across. Uh, of games that we've run across before that are you have to get them on the original consoles that they came out on there's no way to get them on a a current console or anything like that there's no way to get it through game pass or uh, playstation plus or a digital download or steam or anything like that um so there's a bunch of games i know we both have lists again if you know the podcast usually one of our one of the things on our list always line up but we'll we'll see what happens on this one. But, but it, it's it's crazy. I mean, Ed, if you want to talk a little bit about what you think about it, yeah, no, it just it it blows my mind. Like I said, we've we've talked about this off the podcast now for for a while, but it's this huge industry, like the video game industry. It is massive. It's like a billion. I don't know. I can't quite remember what the numbers is, but it's a massive industry, and there's so many games out. But the fact that eighty seven percent of games are unavailable to play and are just lost is really sad can you know we mentioned that you know you have film preservation music preservation but for video games it's really not a thing where video games are kind of in this weird limbo where there's really no preservation so it's just 
all these things are getting lost. It's sad. One, it's just you have these people, you have developers that have probably created these amazing games that no one will ever know about and will never know who these people are. I wish there was a way. I wish video game preservation was a thing. And hopefully with um, talks about this and just getting it out that it'll kind of start becoming a thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, video games, it's it's been a huge part of my life. It's been a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of who we are. And I think video games, they've done, they've, they've been there for all of us, you know, through seasons and just whatever. And it's just, it's just sad to see all these video games just kind of disappear. So. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, and it's crazy, like what, what people are doing out there. I mean, there was an amazing video that kind of inspired this mm-hmm. as well for us that we both watched from the completionist that talked about it and had a lot of great interviews and a lot of great insight. And I mean, if you haven't watched his video, he did a video a few months ago, right before the eShop closed, where he bought every single game from the Wii U and 3DS eShop. And he bought it all, stored it on hard drives and submitted it all to the, um, the gaming preservation um, uh, charity, which is just incredible. And it's awesome to have that there. But there's there's not a way to find some of these games and play them without you know either emulation which I mean, emulation is a bad word for some people, but at the end of the day, there's, if there's no way to obtain something, then I mean, that's going to be the best way to do it because unfortunately there's no way for us to put our hard earned dollars towards the developer, towards the people who own it or worked on it or help produce that game because it's lost. There's no way to put that in there. So if you're wanting to play a game, emulation is a way to do it, but it's not always the best port. You have issues and it's, on that gray area from a legality standpoint. And it's not supporting people who put, put the time and energy into it. Uh, the other, the other crazy thing is just some of these games, especially even newer games get lost in this, how many people own it and who owns it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy. And I was listening, to, I can't remember the podcast, but I was listening the other day to one and just how many people could own a game, whether it's maybe one or two songs in the music rights, or maybe one piece of art, or maybe they own like, the the title or licensing for but someone else owns like the story and the amount of effort it takes to get all that together mm-hmm. and figure out a who owns everything uh because a lot of people don't want to take these on because if you miss something or someone doesn't know something and say oh you know what i own this one song you're in you're in a legal issue at that point oh yeah and it, it's terrible that the like the business side of things is added to that but it, it it's a harsh reality of it yeah um and, and a lot of it has also been sparked with uh, Limited Run Games, who who's an awesome company. Yeah. Uh, they do physical games for older games. They do physical games for a lot of digital releases. They do some incredible special editions. Uh, but they just had a press conference uh, within the week of us recording this. And they, they released some games that really kind of hit some notes in both me and Ed oh, of yeah. games that like we played and haven't really thought about in a long time since you know we were kids in the 90s. Um, and the two big ones, at least for us, that really like got us excited were Gex, which the Gex series is awesome. Such still a blows, very still, 90s video game. Still blows my mind that when I saw that, I was like, I got to let you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He that sent me that cool. and I watched that conference and I was like, oh, my goodness, like this is incredible. And then the other one that was announced was and, and this is a game that I think I've actually talked about this game on the podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was it didn't get a ton of popularity, but I, I'd say it's more of a cult classic, which would be Tumba for the PS1. And I'm really excited about that one because that is a great platformer. Uh, it is so much fun. The colors pop. Uh, it is such a fun game. 
And I'm really excited for that one to come out on a modern platform uh, through the Carbon Engine, which is doing an amazing job of bringing these lost games and these old games, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giving it a little fresh makeover and being able to play them on new consoles. But I don't know if you mentioned it or not. Just also, too, just with the games and everything, just kind of with all this stuff that's going on, it's like, you know, a bunch of us, not all of us, but, you know, there's lots of us, too, that own, like, have these older consoles. And, you know, which is awesome, and we can play those games, but it's just, if that console breaks or anything, like, you're kind of screwed. Because they're not, like, re, you know, producing, making parts for all these things, for all these older consoles. So it's just, you have this hardware, but it's so old, and it's going to start breaking at some point. And once it does, you really have no way to play that. Parts, and they're all aftermarket, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge thing to be fixed, yes, but... I mean, and there's some great companies that are really trying their best to even get the console thing going um, that are out there that are doing higher end consoles for you know, these cartridge based uh, and even disc based systems. So there, there's stuff out there, but it, it was crazy to hear the number 87%. Yeah, because no. we see all of this like retro gaming has had a huge surge in the last, even since like 2020. Um, people really got back into it, and the surge of that industry has skyrocketed. And a lot of companies are coming out with different emulation devices and different uh, um, consoles and different games and different collections that are coming out. But mm-hmm. still, with all of that, it, there's still 80% of games that are lost. Yeah. And like I said, if you're if you're interested in, in any of this, you can just go on Google. And there's, like I said, there's a huge article that's public, that was published, what, like a couple weeks ago, not that long ago. And it tells, it has like a lot of detail into the, into the video game preservation, just kind of how all these video games are just getting lost. It's a really interesting read, um, and it'll just, like I said, if you're a gamer, um, it'll it'll blow your mind. It's crazy. Whenever I saw that number, eighty seven percent of classic yeah. games are just pretty much gone. That just that just really hit hard. Yeah, and you can look at it, it's the Game Preservation Society is one of them, uh, and, and incredible what they're doing, but it, it's definitely difficult. Uh, Cause there isn't anything set up for this. Cause yeah. a lot of people unfortunately don't see this as a, like an art form. Yeah. But uh, it is like a toy or just something that, you know, kids do to burn their retinas out and drink a bunch of mountain Dew until the heart explodes. But right. there's so many games and a lot of us know it who are gamers that are incredible works of art mm-hmm. and amazing stories. And there's probably more video games that have, you know, gotten me emotionally or gotten me more emotionally invested than movies that are out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, just, it's incredible what what they've done with video games, even old games, but even new games. It, it's incredible. And there's absolutely an art form to that. It's just, you know, you think about it, you know, there's well, there's books, book preservation. But, you know, I, I do enjoy reading, but I'm not like the world's biggest reader. My wife is she can read for days. Oh, um, yeah. Like I said I, I do enjoy it, but I can only read so long before I'm like, OK, I need to do something else. But gaming, it's. I still I get to experience this amazing story, but it's more visual and it's interactive, and so it's 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 an art, and there should be preservation for it. No, and it's just the amount of work that goes into making a video game, even back then, was still there was a lot of work that went into it, okay. and then so many talented individuals that just put their heart and souls into these games. So. Mm-hmm. To just to see all these things disappear, it's I feel it's a dishonor to the games, a dishonor to just the people that that made the games and just helped develop these games. So Definitely. I don't think it's an art form and that it's just like 
something that people do they'll grow out of it's 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 not true like i said i'm 32 years old and i'm still playing video games and i'm still i still love it and it's something that i'll be doing for the rest of my life it's not going anywhere for me and we we talked about uh, a little bit on games that are coming out and there are a ton of remasters and things like that and i think that definitely started probably when the five six years ago or so because there were two big games like for the PlayStation that were PlayStation defining that were stuck to the PS1, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Mm-hmm. And they did like the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Uh, and then I think it was the Insane trilogy for Crash Bandicoot and finally remastered them and brought them to modern consoles. But you couldn't play them for years without owning a PS1. And I mean, a PS1 is great. I mean, I love the PS1, but you know, if you're playing it in 20 at the time, 2017, 2018, definitely PS1 graphics don't hold up. Oh yeah, no. They, and they PS1 gameplay and controller doesn't hold up. Uh, so it, it's hard to get newer people into it too for that fact of like, you're, they're used to playing these games that run smoother, um, control better, all of that. But these games are incredible. I mean, the Crash series is amazing. Spyro series is amazing. But giving it that fresh coat of paint, giving that quality of life upgrade brings those games from our past to a newer crowd and to oh, a newer yeah. audience where the people who played it back in the day could play it, but now, you know, their kids could play it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe their their kids can play it. And it's giving it, you know, that fresh coat of paint, that, that little extra quality of life improvement shows it off to the next generation. Yeah. Or reignites something in someone that maybe doesn't play video games anymore. Mm-hmm. But, oh my goodness, I really loved Spyro back in the day. Let me pick this up and gets back into it. Oh, yeah. And now there's a whole thing that gets sparked from that again, of playing these games, seeing it in modern graphics and modern controls from something you played when you were a kid and, you know, you're seven or eight in the basement playing Spyro till your your eyeballs melted. There's something cool about that. Oh, yeah, no, there is. Uh, and there's something about keeping that, you know, art form still from the people who created it, but also bringing those memories and keeping those oh, memories yeah. up from when and, we were playing those games. And also there's, you know, there's some people that just aren't huge gamers and that's and that's fine. But, you know, they did, they might have played some, you know, a class, a video game, maybe like Spyro or something like that when they were kids. And, you know, other than that, they don't play anything. But if you remaster a game like that and they see it, they're going to want to play it. They're going to want to be like, oh, you know what? I'm not a huge gamer, but I would get a console just so I can play that because it reminds me of being a child and they get to relive those memories. So games can do that. And it's, it's, it's a cool thing. So, yeah, no, No, it's awesome. Like I've got a, I've got a friend that is not a gamer and he has a Nintendo switch. He just plays, you know, just random games here and there and ended up getting the, the Mega Man X collection for it and was like, Oh, I remember playing these as a child, like as a kid and just randomly, we'll just play a couple levels of it Mm -hmm. and not a gamer or anything, but it, it brings back something. And it's something that you can reminisce on and play in a modern setting on a modern console that gives you that nostalgic feeling from back in the day. Oh yeah. And I think that's important, especially. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, just as an adult, just with everything responsibility, it's, it's, it's nice to just sometimes escape and just go back to that childhood, that innocence of just being a kid playing video Definitely. games, nothing else to worry about. You're just eating your cereal or whatever, and just playing some awesome video games. Absolutely. And, nothing in the 
nothing else mattered. It was just you sitting in front of that TV playing that whatever video game. And that was, I don't know, there's just something super powerful about that. Man, but what what are what what are some of those games or game that you played or you've thought of that is not attainable on any modern means? It's still stuck on the original console that it came out on. Yeah. Um this one I believe it still is from what I saw, but it's for the Nintendo 64. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's called Shadowgate 64. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that was kind of a somewhat an underrated game. Not too many people knew about it, um, but it was uh, basically the plot of it. Kind of the summary of it is a halfling and your name's Del Cottonwood. And basically you get locked up in prison, but you end up escaping and you embark on a quest through the four towers to stop this evil warlock from being resurrected was a kind of a, as a puzzle game and it kind of had a point and click type feel to it. Um, there was a lot of reading involved, but it's like one of those you like when you're starting out the game, you're in a cell. Um, I believe there's a key on the floor or I can't remember or something, but you like go up to it and it's like, Oh, there's a key or whatever. Do you want to pick it up? And so you have to hit yes or no. And once you do that, you you know, so it's kind of that type of thing. Um, and there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of books and different things that you collect throughout the game that you have to use to do these puzzles. Um, like mm-hmm. they're huge. Somehow you can fit a massive statue inside your pocket. Don't know how that works, but hey. Hey, that's fine. That's pretty okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But um, it was it was a fun game. I don't know if it was for everyone, just because like I said it's kind of had that point click feel, lots of puzzles. It was very difficult. It was a simple game, I guess, in a sense. But yeah. at the same time, some of the simple games were really, really hard. Um, so I remember there'd be times I'd be trying to figure out a puzzle and it would take me days to figure it out. But it also that had lots of dull gray colors and kind of like Celtic music. So it was pretty cool. But it, there was a, a part in the game that did creep me out because there's like this lady that was in a coffin an open casket and you can like go up to her but for some reason being a kid i would always think that she's gonna like pop out and scream and scare the crap out of me don't know why she never did that but every single time i would think oh she could yeah that was a game that i enjoy playing i've been a couple times i i still i own it i have it for my nintendo 64 i need to play the game play it again it's been a while but it's just one of those games that was fun game. I don't know how many people know about it. Yeah, it's one of those games that you can't, I don't think you can play anywhere except the Nintendo 64. So that's wow. that's my first choice. I vaguely remember this game. I, I Again, I was an N64 kid, uh, but I do remember, like, as soon as you said, like, the key on the ground thing, mm-hmm. uh, I remember something about that scene playing at, like, a friend's house or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, didn't have the best graphics either, but no, the reviewers did not were not kind to it. Yeah, no, at the time, it's, but um, yeah, it's a cool looking game. I love the cover. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's super cool. Yeah, the last level is is stupid. I know that. Like, it is oh. stupid hard. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes for the show, but my wife is sending me like random text messages. Hey, stop it! Yeah, she just sent me a "Hear me roar." Don't know what that means, but hey. Well, guess what? She's gonna get a text saying that we're busy. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah. Uh, you were the stone between my toes. Love alfalfa. Yeah, let okay. her know what's there up. There we go. I got it. Angry we're good. Text. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was sitting there typing, and it was just like. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> that was me typing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Angry. 
angry time. Oh, it was angry. Oh, so so violent on my thumbs. Oh yeah, so violent. Oh yeah, my thumbs hurt from the the anger that was texted from them. Oh, yeah, feel your angry energy. Oh, it's it's there. But anyways, video games. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, like I yeah. said, like I said, any of our weird tangents that we go on. Yep. That's part of the fun. That's that's what we do. That's why we're odd gaming. Odd. But anyways, what's one of your unknown games are games that you can't play anywhere else? <laughs> this one is a uh, it was a PlayStation exclusive game. There was only one of them made. There there were no sequels, there was nothing on the PS2, no other games on the PS1. And this was actually a game I got when I first got my PS1. Um, bought a PlayStation one at Costco. Costco had a bunch of bundles. Uh, it had two controllers, the game console, uh, crash bandicoot, the first one, and then a game called Blasto. I think I've heard of that game and also shout out to Costco. That place slaps. Hey, hey. Anyways, continue. Oh, Hey, that is still the best meal deal. Oh, like yeah. I said, you know, a side food podcast, hot dog and a drink for oh, a buck 50. Come on. Oh yeah. Inflation didn't get that. Uh-uh. The inflation it, it got the chicken bake though. The chicken yeah, bake one. Chicken bake, which but... is still which is still delicious. That yeah, is a very slept on deliciousness. But you can't touch a hot dog and a drink combo. Yeah, no. For $1.50. And it's a good size hot dog. And so you can get that and then go home and play your video games and be happy. Exactly. And buy eight thousand rolls of toilet paper and fifty two pounds of beef. Yep. With buck fifty hot dog and a drink. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with it. But anyways, no. after I was done consuming my delicious and affordable hot dog and Pepsi product of choice, Ooh. I went home and I played Blasto. So Blasto is a, a 3D platforming shooting game. And you're basically this like over the top, crazy, extra muscular from the top up. Like imagine like a Johnny Bravo look. Oh, uh, from yeah. The top up, yeah like, I'm looking at the game now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And little baby chicken legs at the bottom. Oh, yeah, he's and super like witty, uh, sarcastic voiceovers that were done. Um, the game, I was never good at it as a kid. And I played the first level so many times because I could never get past it. The save states in that game were horrendous because there were very few and far between. It was hard to get to them. The enemies were difficult. I never made it. I think I beat one boss in that game at the time. And I found it difficult. I haven't played it recently since i definitely need to try and dust off my ps1 and uh try it out oh, yeah. but it is a it was a really cool game it wasn't the best game it's definitely in the meh tier of games yeah but it, it was fun i enjoyed it again the voice acting and everything was really cool i love the one liners that were in it. it it's one of those games that i i felt like playstation could have branded a little bit more or could have at least had a sequel or something yeah all I'm saying uh, is this dude um definitely skipped leg day. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely uh he definitely hits the bench press and does not hit the leg day. Yeah, no, his legs are little twigs. <laughs> but I've I've never oh, yeah. played it. I've never played it. I, I remember I've heard you talk about it. Yep. But yeah, I've I've never played it. I I should like look up gameplay on this game. But I oh yeah. It's one of those it's games a, I just forget. I don't think about fun. it. It's cool. And I remember the first time I played it. Um, at the time the PlayStation was going around and they had like these mobile video game carts that they'd like park in front of like shopping malls, shopping centers and everything on the weekends. And you would go in and play the newest games and play the newest PlayStation consoles and hardware and everything. Mm -hmm. And Blasto was one that was 
on a lot of those. I did a few of them that popped up in our area when I was a kid and Blasto was on quite a few of them. Uh, I don't think it was, it was, I don't think it was a launch title. Uh, no, it came out in 1998. So it was a little bit later, but it, it was a good game. Like it, it was fun. It looked good for the time too. So yeah. So Blasto was not many people know about it. I think it's a shame if they could redo the game. That would probably be even better because there were definitely some weird PS1 gameplay quirks and jank and some other stuff that went along with it. Uh, but it's it's such an over-the-top character, and I don't know why that character didn't get any more you know attention or love um, from it. Now, the actor, uh, the voice or the, the voice actor um, who played him was murdered. Oh, that's... that's... So that might, might have something. So uh, Dark Phil turn. Hartman who is actually a comedian. He was on SNL in the eighties for a while. His, uh, his, his wife, uh, shot him in bed and then proceeded to, uh, end her life after that. Man, what a dark twist. Yeah. So, uh, it, it was kind of crazy when I was trying to read up on, it. I was like, Oh, that could be a reason why the, it wasn't progressed. Uh, now the reviews and everything weren't that great for it either. Um, but that probably didn't help. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Like it's yeah. terrible and tragic, but yeah. you look at like the like the reviews for this game. I'm looking at them now and like Game Informer gave it an 8.25 out of 10. IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh PlayStation Magazine gave it a three and a half out of five. Uh even Entertainment Weekly gave it an A minus. Uh, like it's all over the place. Like some, you've yeah, got somewhat scattered reviews. EGM was a six. GameSpot was a four out of ten. Like you've got everything from a four to an eight. So, so basically, Blast was just one of those games you just had to play it to see if you liked it or not. You just had it was one of the games you just had to pick up, either rent it, buy it, pretty whatever. Pretty much. And I, I mean, I got it in the bundle, so it was, it was one of those games I, I had, I had that and Crash, and that was it for a while. Yeah. And I played that first level so many times because I could not get past it. Uh, and I think I got past it once. And then died, and then I either a there wasn't a save state, or b I didn't find it because I was a dumb dumb as a kid. Uh, but then got shot all the way back to the very beginning of the game. But yeah, Blasto. It's a uh, it's a really cool game. It, it's definitely one to check out. It's definitely obviously from the reviews, it's not for everybody. Um, but it's it's cool. At least go for the one liners and go for the quirkiness of the game. Mm-hmm. That's worth it alone. Uh, but yeah, Blasto. Like, yeah, I will. I will have to try that game one day, and or just watch gameplay on it and, and read up on it. Definitely. But uh, definitely worth worth at least looking at it and kind of yeah. getting the the feeling and vibes of it. Yeah, because uh, that, that for me is the most memorable and awesome part. It's just the over topness of the uh, the character Blasto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, for me, I'll go on with I'll go with my next game, and it's another sixty four game. And that is uh, going to be Jet Force Gemini for the Nintendo 64. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's been so long since I played this game, so I don't even remember what the plot is. But I believe you could, like, switch between, you could be three different characters. You can be the, the guy, and you have, like, a helmet and, like, this suit. Or you can be the girl with blue hair, and she has, like, buns in her hair or whatever it's called. I don't know. Um. And I think there's a dog or something that you could be. So you could be these three characters. It's made by Rare, and Rare made awesome games back then. I love Rare, obviously. Banjo-Kazooie is one is an amazing game that came from Rare, and there's so many other great games. Battletoads. 
yeah, Battletoads, Conquer. So there's Dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had some great games. Oh, yeah. They had some awesome games. But I feel like Jet Force Gemini was one of their kind of, I don't know, I think it was somewhat popular, but it was, I think, an underrated right. game, maybe. It's um, definitely become more of a cult classic. Yeah. It's uh, a thing it's being as popular in the time. Um, but I do remember that the camera was horrible because it was a adventure third person shooter type game um but oh, i do remember one of the horrible things that made it really difficult to play was just the camera it was definitely not your friend it was one of those that can make it or break it for you when it came to playing that game but I, like i said i don't remember the plot but i do remember you, you're like having to shoot these are bug looking creatures and so there was that i don't remember if, if you could like reload i think you had a base i think it was like unlimited ammo or something but it definitely had you know the quirkiness of a rare game and there's lots of things you had to collect to advance throughout the game i was horrible at it just like you said you're horrible at blast so i was horrible at this game i never beat it there's lots of jumping too i think you can jump on leaves and stuff i said the camera didn't help with that um, yeah made it hard <laughs> to play but like I said, it, I enjoyed it as a kid. It was a fun game. I think if they redid it with improved camera and everything, I think it could definitely be a way cooler game than what it actually was um, mm -hmm. at that time. But also, you know, as the 64 cameras and everything, I know we mentioned a lot, just weren't the greatest. Yeah. But it, it's just kind of how things were back then. But I think if they remade this game, it could definitely have potential. If I don't know if that ever will happen, but yeah. it, it was a it was a fun game. But like I said, it was a a little difficult, and I was horrible at it. Um, okay. I probably still would be horrible at it. But it's one of those yeah, I played it. Check it out, fun game. Um, yeah, and that's Jet Force Gemini. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I was looking at it here, and it's uh, on Google. It's like is Jet Force Gemini hard? And it's like it is extremely hard. <laughs> and it's yeah. like oh, okay, cool. But if you do want to play it, it was actually ported over. Uh, it was on the Rare Replay uh, oh. released in 2015 on oh, Xbox. I forgot. I, I own the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can play it. Now, it's been eight years. Yeah. Uh, but you can get it on Rare Replay. So there, there's an option to at least play oh, yeah. it that way. But yeah, it definitely. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked yeah. at this game. It, de it definitely needs a little polish. Yeah, no. a, little, but yeah. a little elbow grease. But speaking of Rare Replay, that was really cool when that came out i was super excited when they came out with that lots of mm -hmm. games like i said rare had some awesome games they one of were the 90s champions yeah i just i don't know i just i love the humor and all the adult humor that are put in the games it's just great absolutely i mean they made like they definitely conquered the 90s i mean oh they did absolutely pun intended i did not mean that by the way <laughs> but if you caught that then you're you're a little you're a nerd so yeah, oh, awesome yeah. but they definitely conquered the 90s <laughs> and they i mean the games that they created were incredible in the vast types of games that they went into like you have games like Battletoads, mm -hmm. which is incredibly game. difficult but a fun fun game oh yeah everything from goldeneye mm -hmm. like that was rare to donkey kong 64 to the original donkey kong countries on the snes uh, to Banjo Kazooie, to Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I mean, you have all of these games spanning all these different genres too, and they're all incredible. Oh yeah, when when it was Rare and Rare Studio, like the original Rare, they mm -hmm. just I don't know, they were they were kings of games. I don't know, they just no, they, they killed they, it. Yeah, they had the, they figured out the the secret formula. They had the secret sauce, 
and they, they just did. knew how to put out some amazing games. Like from the moment you started playing, you were hooked. Like, Definitely, you were hooked. They had a fun, like I said, they had a fun, they had fun, quirky stories. Um, especially I think Conquer, especially if you're a kid growing up, just to be able to. <laughs> okay, Conquer was not made for kids. Let's no, be very. Oh yeah, it's not. That's like it's 100 for adults. But when you're a kid, like play oh, yeah. you just feel like you're the coolest person in the world because you're playing a game that's definitely not made for kids i've never beat it i didn't really play it as a kid but as an adult i've, I've played it and i kind of wish i played as a kid but i just i didn't mm-hmm. um not that i i'm sure i could have my mom was super chill about whatever games i played um as long as i didn't act like the characters like i would watch south park as a kid beavis and butthead all these shows oh, yeah my mom didn't care. Her rule was, you can watch it, just don't mimic what they do and don't say the bad words that they're saying. Do that, then you're okay to watch the show. So I was I was lucky. <laughs> and, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so what's oh. your other game? Oh, man, after talking about Rare, oh, yeah. it's a hard one to come off of. It is. But this one, there, there's multiple of them, but they were mainly on Nintendo. The last one I played was on the 64. So going a little Nintendo here, and that's the Rampage series. Oh yeah, Rampage. That's a fun, fun game. Absolutely. Those are just. I, I was trying to rack my brain on different games that we played, and um, I saw it, and it was one of those games that I never owned. I rented it, or Same. I went to friends' houses and played. Same. And it's just such a fun. Like you get all your friends together, and you're just stomping stuff. You're just going around as this big, like, off-brand Godzilla and this big off-brand King Kong and just destroying these buildings and causing all this havoc and trying to get as much destruction as possible. It was a fun game. Oh, yeah. And it was one that you didn't have to think about. You weren't, like, oh, angry because it was difficult. It was just fun. And I don't... I think the the Rampage 64 was the last one... Uh, No, I think there was one on the GameCube, maybe. Yeah, there's... uh, Yeah, it's Rampage. I think it's just... Total, I think yeah, total rampage, total destruction is what it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was the last one, and that was it, uh, in two thousand and six. Yep, mm-hmm. that that was the last one, and even like the one I played the most would have been uh, probably Rampage World Tour. Yeah, so uh, or the second one. Who was your favorite character to use? Oh, I don't remember his name, but it was definitely like that off-brand Godzilla thing. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, the big old lizard. Yeah, the big old. I don't lizard. remember his name. Oh. Uh, let's see, Lizzie. Oh, that's original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have uh, Lizzie, you have George, and then you have uh, Ralph the Wolf. I think I liked using the wolf, if I remember correctly. The wolf's cool. But, yeah, I did like George as well, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the Rampage game, it's like over the top. It It's definitely like inspired and off-brands of these major you know, monsters. You know, you know uh, what's making monsters? You know what's making me really sad right now? Huh. When I type in Rampage, it pulls up the movie. <laughs> okay, so the movie, I it actually popped up the other day, and that's what jogged my memory for this game. <laughs> so you thank you, The Rock. Thank you, For Rock. having a terrible movie about an amazing game series. But Rampage, the video game, especially Universal or World Tour and Universal Tour, oh, yeah. were so much fun. Now, I never played Total Destruction, um, it definitely looks very GameCube graphics, mm. uh, but oh, World Tour! I that was a fun, fun game. And I forgot you can uh, you could go in like arcades and play Rampage, right? They had you can, yeah, yeah, you can. And I think they actually 
They released an arcade. Yeah. So this is what I was looking at was um, for the movie when it came out, they released a Rampage arcade game that was exclusive to Dave and Buster's. That's cool. And it looks really cool, like the um, the game table or whatever, uh, the display for it looks awesome. It's really cool, really vibrant, but it's it looks the gameplay looks the same. Yeah. Um, but it was only at Dave and Buster's, not released at consoles, not released anywhere else. Rampage, great game. I completely Look, forgot about that game. Fun. Like I need to get that game again because that is just a fun, oh, like yeah. mindless game. Oh yeah, you literally just climb buildings, destroy things. And that is that is it, yeah. And it's fun. Absolutely, there's just something fun about just destroying stuff. Uh, I mean, there, it's everything. Yeah, so it's everything. But man, what what do you have that can top Rampage? Okay, um, there's two. I could talk about this one that's also about destruction, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, I'm gonna choose this game. Um, I it's one of those games I completely forgot it even existed until literally right before this podcast i was like i want to think of another game and then i found this and i was like oh yeah i remember playing this and that is booger man for the sega genesis i have oh that's what it was he was teasing me before the podcast and yeah. i was trying to think he just like toe jam and earl booger man yeah. oh man I com- such a 90s game oh yeah i completely forgot it even existed and then i saw it and i was like oh yeah that it that's it that's the game booger man oh. and it, it is a weird wonky quirky game it is it's a hilarious game but it, uh, it was on the genesis as far as i know i don't know if there's any on any other console but i know the genesis for sure because i had a genesis and that's what i played it on but it was kind of like a 2d side scroller game and like always i don't know what the plot of the game is what the main but doesn't matter but some of my favorite things is you're like this dude that somehow gained powers and you're like bald and have five o'clock shadow yeah you got like a green suit with a red cape and a little black this guy looks like the crimson chin yeah if like gave up yeah like stopped working out yeah start working out and um (laughs) And, was, and, had a, and had a drink and had a drinking problem oh definitely like <laughs> yeah he's like, supposed to get out his shoes yeah uh, uh yeah he's a uh, definitely probably has some alcohol issues but it is a fun game definitely like you you go and you can like flick boogers at your enemies to kill them <laughs> you could flick boogers you can fart on them um, you can actually like fly through the air by farting. And when you did fart, there'd be a huge like flame that would come out of your butt, which was awesome. <laughs> so you could do that. You can travel oh, through toilets. There's like these nose nostril things that you can travel through. And it was just like I said, and you also collected plungers. I don't know what the plungers did or what they, yeah, I don't know what they did in the game, but they're kind of scattered throughout. God, the nineties. Yeah, it's just what was the nineties fascination with like gross bodily things? I don't like, know. I mean, I love it. It's great. It makes for great content and I mean awesome games. Oh, but yeah. it's just uh oh, I'm looking at this guy and can't stop laughing. Oh yeah. When I saw it, I was <laughs> laughing. I was like, I gotta mention I gotta mention this game. It's just you you look at it long enough and you see something different for yeah. every time you look at it again. Okay. It's funny the full title is great booger man a pick and flick adventure yeah and that it is 
Oh my goodness. That game is definitely not not a No, big you could not make that nowadays. Yeah, you could not. But if you want, just look up Boogerman and yeah, you'll you'll see what we're talking about. It is awesome. I said it's yeah, the Crimson Chin, but um he's a uh, he's a uh, having a he's lost he's having it. a rough day. He's having a rough day, yeah. Yeah, he's having a rough day flicking his boogers at people. Yeah, it's because he listened to me, and I put him into financial ruin. That's why. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he he went to Whole Foods a few too many times. Yeah, about he lost his wife. He lost his house. Oh man. I mean, he's probably homeless. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now he's just flicking boogers at people, flicking boogers and uh, saving the world. I need to check this one out again. I completely forgot about this game. Yeah, no, I saw it and I was like, yeah. oh. Oh, yeah, I remember playing this. Wow. And the last time it was ported to anything was in 2008 on the Wii. That's so It's been a while. It has been a while. Good old oh, but talking about weird 90s games, here's our last one. And, I mean, we're almost we're almost at an hour, so. I don't know. Man, this is a, a fun topic. We might need to talk about some oh, more yeah. of this later on. But 100%. This is another one, and I think we've talked about this one before, but never on the podcast. And this is one I didn't play a ton as a kid, but it was another one that I would play at friends' houses. And this was the Clay Fighter series. Oh, yeah. Good old Clay Fighter. Yeah. So you had Clay Fighter on the SNES. Then you had the one I played the most of, which would be Clay Fighter 63 and a third uh, for the N64. And again, if you want a game that's just fun, this is a fun game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely a little bit of the 90s crude humor. And you play as these clay characters and it's a fighting game. It's like a Mortal Kombat Street Fighter fighting game. And you're playing at these random clay characters and it is a ton of fun. Uh, the one liners that are in it are funny. The character models are crazy. Um, and Clay Fighter uh, Sculptor's Cut, which was a uh, blockbuster exclusive, is one of the most expensive uh, N64 games to collect. So. There you go. A little bit of retro gaming trivia there, there yeah. There you go. Rant. There yeah. you go. A little thousand dollars plus game or something. That's crazy. That's crazy, Mister Frosty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, did I, you ever play this? Um, honestly, I can't. I know of the game. I like. I know it. I feel if I did, it was maybe at a friend's house once or twice. But other than that, I don't. I never owned it or anything. But I, I do know the game, and I think I have played it. But like I said, if I did, it was at a friend's house. Um, definitely but, but for some reason i have a memory that i've played it's like i so I, I'm, I'm assuming i did um so yeah i want to say yes okay it's it's a fun game oh yeah it is nice. a fun play with your friends type of game uh it's very 90s very 90s but i don't even know if there's been any ports or anything of this game i, I don't think it's been released on anything i don't like i think it's stuck on the 64 and uh in snes I'm just scrolling, looking at all the different characters that you could be. They're crazy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I don't see any the blob. anything about it. I mean, it's crazy. Hoppy Sumo Santa, Lab Liberty. Oh, yeah. The Liberty, yeah. I played as that, that one a lot. Yeah, I remember I remember that and, and the Snowman. Those are the two that I've got, like, mm-hmm. I remember. Those are the big ones. Man. But it was that was a fun game. And then... That's a series that needs something like, oh, yeah, you could easily make that as like an indie, you know, $30, $40 game nowadays and spruce it up the same way they're doing with like TMNT 
and all these other games that are out there and give it the, the, the quality of life improvements and everything. And this would, I would buy a day one. This would be such oh, a fun game. 100%. To have with modern controls and quality of life improvements and modern graphics. This would be absolutely amazing on that. Oh, I agree. I think it could be one. It could, yeah, easily become like super lots of people i think lots of people would dig it and they would definitely absolutely man it's crazy i mean we could keep going on and on and on about games that you know little one-off games maybe or or games that came out and they were trying to be you know these big crazy games and be the next you know mario or crash or whatever Mm -hmm. they're striving for and then just you know did okay and never really moved on from that and then don't have any more ports and the only way to play them is the original hardware and if you're looking at like you know sculptor's cut that's a thousand dollar game and like tumba it was uh that's like a hundred thirty hundred fifty dollar game for tumba crazy great game but now you can i mean when it releases you can you can buy it on the switch yep there you go whatever consoles you come out on so i mean it's awesome that there's stuff going on i i wish there was definitely more um when it came to preservation and more games that came out and making it easier to be able to do like new ports and new remakes and remasters of games. So everyone can play them new, old nostalgia, brand new, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. Hopefully we get there soon. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to get there. People don't stop talking about games Yeah, and talking about games that you like and spreading the word on it, or maybe even donating to uh, the organizations yeah. uh, that do support preserving uh, video games and trying to get these games out there for people to see, uh, people to appreciate and people to play again. Yeah, so I'm hoping now with this, with the article and just awareness being raised, that this will kind of uh, do something for the gaming community and and getting game preservation out there. I said I think it's it's super important gaming history. It's it's such a big thing, and so yeah, we games. It's it's huge part of my life, our life, and. It's just one of those things that I don't want to see all these games just go away, never to be played, and yeah, just gone, erased. So, so just yeah, read up on it and just and see what you can do to help out with uh, with with game preservation because it it really is important to us and to a bunch of other people. Man, this is a fun one. This one went by so quick, uh, and there's so many other games we could talk about. Mm-hmm. There's so many other series that I know I had in my notes, and I mean, I know you probably did it yep. the same as well that we could talk about. Uh, and we we could do a part two of this later on if that's something y'all are wanting. Definitely uh, let us know. Uh, but yeah, it's been awesome talking about some of these games that kind of fell by the wayside, or we haven't talked about or seen in a while because they they've been stuck. But yeah, this has been great. Uh, Ed, you got any last remarks before we, uh, we sign out here? Um, yeah, so uh, when we release this podcast, this is going to be episode nine. After episode nine, um, we're going to take that next for episode 10. We will actually be a fun one. It's going to be a special one because it's episode 10. So we're going to come up with something really fun and really Absolutely. exciting. Um, we might be in person. Hint, hint. Oh. But you'll have to stay tuned to find out. Oh, yeah, boy. There it is. There it is. Perfect. That, that's why we got that sound effect for moments. Oh, yeah. Like that. Oh, my, my, my finger was itching on that button. I was oh, just yeah. waiting for the proper moment. Uh, he says all night waiting. So, yeah. All night. So, yeah, episode nine will come out. Then there won't be anything. But then um, we'll have episode 10 out. And it's going to be a fun one. It's crazy that we're already about to be 10 episodes in. I'm excited to see where this thing goes. We're, we're slowly growing. 
Um, it's cool seeing um, where we're getting views at. So yeah, keep on sharing our podcast with your friends, family, doctor, your dog, whoever. Just great grandma, your ferret. Yeah, your ferret. Second grade teacher, whoever. I shared my podcast at work. <laughs> hey, there we yeah. go. See, spread it during a meeting. You're yeah, talking about I, business, definitely. important business stuff and podcast. Oh, no, 100% was in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I was like, hey, do you like games? Do you like jazz? You like game? Listen to my podcast. Yeah, thanks. What are we talking about today? Yeah, what are we talking about? You're fired. Awesome. Games. Yeah. Awesome, but also listen to odd. Odd, out. yeah, listen to odd. So, uh, stay but tuned. Hey, but definitely, yeah, we're playing something awesome uh, for episode ten. Uh, we've we've got some awesome plans, like we've talked about in the future. We've got some really cool uh, like events that we're trying to plan. So definitely, give us a like, give us some feedback, comment, uh, do all that fun stuff that people tell you to do. But we definitely appreciate it, uh, and we want to, you know, cater as much as possible and get some awesome ideas. Or only two people with really, really tiny brains. Yeah. So other people with really awesome, you know, bigger brains uh, definitely always help out. So use your big brains. Yes. I have a small brain. I can't think. <laughs> exactly. So think for us. But yeah, think for us. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to the Ah Gaming Podcast episode nine. We will see you as well as everybody else, your dentist, your grandmother, your ferret, your second grade teacher on episode 10. We won't have an episode next week, but we will have an episode on the preview or the uh, the following week after that. Definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a, a bigger, better, badder episode. Uh, oh, we're yeah. really looking forward to it. Uh, but anyways, thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Odd Gaming Podcast signing out. Game on. Peace. <laughs>